0: You should have an outline on the table and pens if you need one. We are in Genesis, the book of beginnings. We're in chapter 42. Last week, we finished the first five verses of that chapter. So in a moment after I pray, we will begin with verse um, 6. So uh, Joseph's brothers now are, are coming to Egypt. First one through five tell the reason for their coming, which we know to be the famine, coming to get food. So they are, for um, the first time in many years, about to come face to face with Joseph. They won't know him, but he knows them. So this is exciting. If you, if you had never read Genesis, or if you have never read Genesis before, I, I, surely this story must be exciting you. And if you have read it before, which uh, probably most of you have many times, I still get excited uh, just thinking about it. Even though I know what's going to happen, I know everything's going to happen. It still is exciting just to think about it. So let's pray, and then we'll start with the uh, with the sixth with the sixth verse of chapter forty-two. Okay, all right. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. Thank you, Father, for gracing us today with your presence in this room. Thank you for sweet fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for delicious food, and we pray you'll use it to strengthen and nourish our bodies. And I pray, uh, Father, that you will speak to us from Genesis today as we continue our journey through the book of beginnings. And I pray, Father, when we leave, that we'll all be able to say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord in the middle of the week. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, verse 6, as the brothers and Joseph come face to face. Now, Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them. But he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? He asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my lord, they answered. Your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. No, he said to them, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. But they replied, your servants were 12 brothers, were, notice, your servants were 12 brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father and one is no more. Joseph said to them, it is just as I told you, you are spies and this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your number to get your brother. The rest of you will be kept in prison so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If you are not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put them all in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, do this and you will live For I fear God. If you're honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison while the rest of you go and take grain back for your starving households. But you must bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified and that you may not die. This they proceeded to do. They said to one another, surely we are being punished because of our brother We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come on us. Reuben replied, didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy, but you wouldn't listen. Now we must give an accounting for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since he was using an interpreter. He turned away from them and began to weep. But then came back and spoke to them again. He had Simeon taken from them and bound before their eyes. And Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain to put each other, each man's silver back in his bag, back in his sack, and to give them provisions for their journey. And this was done for them. Now, let's stop right there. Face to face, Joseph and his brothers. It's a thrilling story. I could hear you, uh, you were feeling this one. I could hear your, your murmurings as, as we we're reading. What are we seeing here? We're seeing God at work, aren't we? God at work. Remember the, the dreams that Joseph had? Now, after all these years, those dreams are coming to fruition. So in verse six, the brothers bow. The dream is still not yet fulfilled. But it's in the process of being fulfilled. There's still at least one more person to come, two more people to come and bow down to Joseph. There's one more brother. And who else is there? The father. Yeah, Jacob. Jo- <clears throat> Joseph knows them immediately, but they do not recognize him. Joseph looks different. Of course he's aged, but he's clean shaven and he is wearing the clothes of royalty. Uh, he's speaking Egyptian, and they just simply weren't expecting to see him. Have you ever been somewhere far away, and you run into somebody that you know, maybe from here, and at first you don't recognize them, not because they look different, but you just were not expecting to see them in this faraway place, and it's kind of like, whoa, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Well, they didn't expect, not only did he look different, but they were not expecting to see Joseph ever again. So they did not recognize him. Was Joseph stunned when he saw his brothers? Um, perhaps. But in his heart and in his mind, God is speaking, God is working, and everything is beginning to unfold. So it's time to test his brothers. What kind of men are they now? Joseph knew that he wouldn't have the answer to that question if he gave them instant identification. Who am I? Here I, you know who I am? Hey guys, look at me. Do you know who I am? He could have revealed himself immediately. He chose not to. And he knew if I'm going to find out what kind of men my brothers are now, then they don't need yet to know who I am. So he moves slowly. Joseph speaks harshly to his brothers and immediately makes an accusation against them. Uh, Joseph's pretty tough with them. He speaks harshly. He remembers his dreams. God is at work. Uh, I don't know if you could feel the electricity in the air, but I bet you could come close. This is an electric moment. And he accuses his brothers of being spies... Of coming into Egypt to check on her vulnerabilities. And so they proceed to tell him about themselves. We are the sons of one man. So they're speaking the truth so far. And Joseph again accuses them. And they tell more. They tell about Benjamin who isn't here. And one who is no more. I wonder how it sounded to Joseph to know that they were talking about him when they said there's one who is no more. They certainly didn't volunteer to Joseph what they had done to him. They didn't mention that. Not yet. So Joseph is going to test them. I'm going to keep all of you here except one. One of you can go home and get your younger brother... Bring him back, and when you do that, I'll believe your story, and I'll give you everything that you ask for. Three days he kept them in custody, but in those three days, Joseph had a change of heart. So when they came before him again, he said, I'll keep one of you instead of all of you except one. I'll keep one of you. The rest of you go home and return with your younger brother, I want to see him, I want to know that you're telling me the truth. So when you bring your brother back, I will know that you're telling the truth. Now, here's a blessing for Jacob and the family. Remember, there's a whole lot more to the family than just the boys. They're their wives, their children, their nieces and nephews, the, the entire clan. And And so there's more than just the brothers. So nine of them are going to go home with food. Nine can carry more than one. So Joseph is blessing his family by letting nine of them go, keeping only one, and giving them food to take back home. So they begin to talk to each other, not realizing That Joseph understands every word that they are saying. Now they express regret over what they did to Joseph. And we find out that Reuben uh, didn't want to sell him into slavery. And uh, Reuben is uh, quick to let them know, you know, you you guys did that, not, not me. Joseph turns away. And he weeps. He's filled with emotion. How could it, how could he not be? We, we certainly understand that. Not because we've been through anything like this, but simply just reading the story. We can feel the emotion going through Joseph. Come back. But for now, I'm going to hold Simeon. And I'm going to hold him until you return with your younger brother. And, of course, was referring to Benjamin. He filled their bags with grain and returned their silver payment in the bags, doing this unbeknownst to the brothers. So they leave. Note, and I paused as I was reading it. Note verse 18. I wonder what the brothers thought. When they heard the Egyptian, the second most powerful man in the then known world, say, I fear Elohim. What did they think of that? Or were they so caught up in the moment that they missed it? I fear Elohim. How did he know Elohim, I wonder if that crossed their mind. God's name is brought up, not by the boys, not by the brothers, but by the Egyptian. And if they were listening carefully, it must have shocked them to hear him use the name Elohim. They don't comment on it, at least in the text, But it must have been a moment for contemplation, and you have to wonder if on the journey home they discussed that. The brothers are feeling guilt. Guilt is a grace gift from God. And it's given to us in order to bring us to repentance and forgiveness. We live in a world today where those who are supposedly in the know in regard to human nature will say, oh, you do not want to feel guilty. Ignoring the fact that guilt is a gift from God, a grace gift from God. Now, we are not intended to carry guilt around For long periods of time, we are intended to ask for forgiveness and repent of our sin. And then the Holy Spirit will take away that guilt from us. But we live in a world that says, oh, you don't need to feel guilty about anything. But remember, of all the precious gifts God gave us, guilt is one of them. He gives us that gift so that we will be aware of our sin and stop carrying it around and confess it and find forgiveness and and repentance. Joseph is testing his brothers. Will they abandon Simeon as they did me? Perhaps Joseph thought. Or have they changed? Will they come back? Will they come back with Benjamin? What's going to happen? Now, you and I know the end of the story. But at that moment, Joseph is testing his brothers. I would love to be privy to the conversation that took place on the way back to Canaan. As the brothers talked, I can imagine the gamut of emotions that must have been expressed between them as they talked about the Egyptian, the powerful man who has given us food, but is demanding that we come back with Benjamin. And don't you know the conversation centered around Dad will never let us come back with Benjamin. So what is going to happen to Simeon? There must have been all kinds of conversations that took place on the way home. But something happens when they stop for the first night that was totally unexpected And put them into a state of fear and near panic. And we find it in verse 26 as we continue with the passage. They loaded their grain on their donkeys and they left. At the place where they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to get feed for his donkey. And he saw his silver in the mouth of his sack. My silver has been returned, he said to his brothers. Here it is in my sack. Their hearts sank. That's a strong Hebrew term for their knees knocked together. (laughs) They were petrified. And they turned to each other trembling and said, what is this that God has done to us? Well, isn't that interesting? What God has done to us because they've already been talking about how guilty they felt about what they had done to Joseph. Now look at this calamity. Verse 29, when they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them. They said, the man who is Lord over the land spoke harshly to us and treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, "We are honest men." I heard you murmur earlier when we read that. We are honest men. We're not spies. We were twelve brothers, sons of one father. One is no more, and the youngest is now with our father in Canaan. It's still, um, it's still hanging out there. They still haven't told Jacob what they did. But you and I know it's coming. How in the world are they going to face Jacob and say, we sold your son into slavery? Man, my stomach gets in a knot just thinking about it. So, verse 33, "The, the man who is Lord over the land said to us, this is how I will know whether you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take food for your starving households and go. But bring your youngest brother to me so I will know that you are not spies but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you and you can trade in the land. Oh, a little extra promise there, of Blessing. As they were emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. And when they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, you have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more. And you know, he's still holding them responsible for that, even though he doesn't know what happened. Simeon is no more. And now you want me to take Benjamin Everything, you want to take Benjamin, everything is against me. Then Reuben said to his father, you may put both of my sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Now, um, I can't believe Reuben said that. But he did. Entrust him to my care and I will bring him back. But Jacob said, my son will not go down there with you. His brother is dead and he is the only one left. Whoa, slap in the face. The only one left. Oh, the only one left from Mother Rachel. If harm comes to him on the journey you are taking, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in sorrow. End of chapter. So the brothers leave at the first stop for rest and sleep. They find the silver in their bags, their sacks. They're afraid. What will Joseph, Pharaoh's second in command, think or what will he do? He probably is already thinking that we're thieves and he's got a search warrant out for us or whatever. Uh, the brothers believe God is avenging Joseph. That's why this is happening to us. So the brothers reach home and have a face-to-face with dad, with Jacob. And this is hard, but it is only going to get worse. Now, Jacob assumes the worst. And the text tells of the courses of action. And he's not going to let Benjamin go. Not at this point. He contrasts the brothers now. You can contrast the brothers now. As opposed to when they sold Joseph into slavery. And what I can say is in all of this, and of course highly critical of the brothers, but are you able to see God working in their hearts? And we're going to see changes in these brothers as we proceed into the future. These are, God's already working. Now there's, there's fear and there's sorrow. Reuben's statement, um, I don't know whether you call it ridiculous or what are you thinking, desperation. Does he really believe what he's saying? I don't know, but he says, take my two boys and kill them if I don't return with Benjamin. Um, I can't believe he said it. And Jacob uh, emphatically rejects the offer. Now, among the brothers, we are currently seeing guilt, fear, and sorrow. Guilt, fear, and sorrow. Now, there's a whole lot more coming. And so we're going to see those feelings of guilt, fear, and sorrow literally transformed into astonishment and ultimately a comprehension of what God is doing. But they're not there yet. So we come to chapter 43. Can you believe we're there? (laughs) Joseph's brothers go to Egypt again. So let's look at the first 14 verses of chapter 43. Now, the famine was still severe in the land. How many years was it going to last? Seven, yeah. So when they had eaten all the grain they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back and buy us a little more food. Interesting way he put it, a little more food. But Judah said to him, Now, this, Judah, in this passage, you're going to notice immediately, Judah bows up. He is... He's upset, probably been upset for a long time. And so he says, The man warned us solemnly, you will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother along with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you will not send him, we will not go down because the man said to us, you will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. Israel... Notice the name shift from constantly saying Jacob to Israel. Israel asked, why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man you had another brother? They replied, the man questioned us closely about ourselves and our family. Is your father still living? He asked us, do you have another brother? We simply answered his questions. How were we to know, he would say, bring your brother down here. Then Judah said to Israel, his father, send the boy along with me and we will go at once so that we and you and our children may live and not die. I myself will guarantee his safety. You can hold me personally responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him here before you, I will bear the blame before you all my life. As it is, if we had not delayed, we could have already gone down there and gotten back twice. (laughs) So Judah is hes not very respectful here, but he is uh, bluntly taking leadership among the brothers. And I think you can be sure that in these months that have ensued as the food is slowly running out, that this is not the first time they have discussed this. There have been other times when when the brothers have said, Dad, we need to go. We've we need to. Get, we've got to get Simeon. We, you have another son down there, and, and we're going to need more food. But it reaches a climax at this moment because the food is almost gone. So now it's at a point in time they have to do something or they're going to starve. Then their father Israel said to them, if it must be, then do this put some of the best products of the land in your bags and take them down to the man as a gift a little balm a little honey some spices and myrrh some pistachio nuts and almonds take double the amount of silver with you for you must return the silver that was put back into the mouths of your sacks perhaps it was a mistake take your brother also and go to the back to the man at once and may god almighty grant you mercy before the man So that he will let your other brother and Benjamin, your other brother, what's his name? Uh, Your other brother and Benjamin come back with you. As for me, if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. Now the famine is severe everywhere. Egypt, Canaan, everywhere. The family of Jacob now is almost out of grain. Simeon's still in Egypt. So Jacob... Says, go back and buy a little more food. I don't know, is that supposed to help? A little more food? I don't really confess, I don't understand what Jacob meant by a little more food. But Judah reminds Jacob of that which he has not forgotten, but is avoiding. J- J- nothing wrong with Jacob's memory. He's just avoiding it. We can't go back to Egypt without Benjamin. Judah declares, we won't go without Benjamin. He is convinced that it will be a wasted trip, plus dangerous to defy Joseph. Zapanath Paneah. Second most powerful man in the world. So, Dad, we're not going to go down there in defiance of what he's told us. We either take Benjamin or we don't go. Israel, Jacob, at first says, No. I will not let you take Benjamin. Judah stands up and he says, we're all, I mean, he stands up literally, and and he said, we're all going to die if we don't go down there. I'll guarantee his safety. And I believe Judah meant that. I really do. But I have to ask this. What did he think he was going to do? What if Zaphoneth Paneah had said, Thanks for bringing Benjamin. I'm going to keep him now. You guys get out of here. What, what, what was Judah going to do? It's nothing he could do, but I know he meant it. He meant it in his heart. I will guarantee the safety of Benjamin. He's, this survival of the family uh, uh, is at stake here. So in verse 10, he literally snaps at his father, and, and he says, we could have already been down there and come back twice if you'd let us. So that's how we know... They've been discussing this a while. We could have already been down there and back and down there and back in the time we've spent talking about it. So let us go and take Benjamin. And this time Israel says yes. He sees that Judah speaks the truth. He means what he says. So he says take gifts, double the silver, return what you brought back. Maybe it's a mistake. He's hoping that's what it is. And then he says, El Shaddai, God Almighty, be with you. God be merciful to you. And in verse 14, he pronounces the blessing. And it's obvious that he's resigned himself. Whatever will be, will be. So, at last, the boys are ready to go with Benjamin getting ready to head back to the land of egypt so next week we're going to begin at verse 15 and they're going to go back with benjamin and uh, perhaps you don't remember every detail of what happened but it is an exciting thrilling story so be sure that uh, if you have chance to read ahead this week uh, in chapter 44 and let's see what happens when there is a stunning reception Joseph receives his brothers, including Benjamin. What happens next? Pretty exciting. Father, thank you for your precious word. I pray that we'll be found faithful in all things. Bring us together again next week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Next week, I will be out of town on Wednesday. Dr. Jerry Balkum will be your teacher. And so I know that you'll be blessed by Dr. Balkum So be here and I'll be back with you uh, two weeks from today. God bless you. See you next time.